Hello, and welcome to Brave Space for Critical Conversations podcast, where we have short and to-the-point discussion on challenging topics focusing on race, healthy relationships, and parenting. The purpose of this podcast is to share stories in hopes that others can take away some nugget of wisdom to further the work of becoming socially conscious and take action individually. My name is Kelly Webb, founder and principal consultant at Matching Peace. Today, I have special guest, Natalie Jennings. Natalie, please share as little or as much about yourself and how you identify. Hey, Kelly, thank you so much for having me on the show. I am Natalie Jennings. I am a full-time photographer. Uh, I started my company, Jennings Photo, about 10 years ago. I do a lot of lifestyle and branding photography, two different branches of the business. I also educate photographers on how to book more clients and build a stronger photography business. So I have another branch of my business called Photo Business Help. And uh, that's basically sort of the work I do. I, I live in Minneapolis. I grew up in Minnesota. I've lived all over. I lived in Hawaii for a long time. Um, I've lived in Europe. I've, I've kind of bounced around and, and I've traveled a lot. Um, part of that is due to my photo career. It's, it was really important to me to have some flexibility and be able to travel and um, meet different people. So that's been really cool. Um, I identify as white. I was listening to, I don't know if you've heard of Small Doses. It's a podcast that's um, just been really an amazing perspective for me to listen to, but there's a distinction. She, she did an episode um, about white women and it was women who are white and women who happen to be white. And so I, I, I've often felt like I fall into the latter category because I just, there's a culture that I was raised in and that I left as soon as I was old enough to leave when I was 18 um, that I never really felt like I was a part of and if you, know, you could call it white culture or whatever, but I always felt kind of uncomfortable and and um, so I like that distinction. I thought that was really interesting, especially coming from a black female perspective. Um, it was the, one of the first sort of like identifiers that I resonated with. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely going to have to look out for the um, Small Doses podcast because that's one that I have not heard. Um, so definitely learning something new. <laughs> I just really appreciate you being on today. So, so thank you again. And thank you for sharing um, your information. So one of the reasons why I reached out to you is because um, I've known you for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I just remember when we were talking um, via Facebook Messenger, you have, and I follow you on Facebook, you have posted about the destruction that was on your street, right? Because you're, you're living where like the catalyst of um, what's happening in society, you know, the city that George Floyd was murdered in. Um, and I just really wanted to get your perspective, right? Because I hadn't, I don't know anybody in that area. So I figured I would reach out to you. So how have you been holding up with what's going on um, in society right now? Yeah, so Minneapolis definitely was sort of the epicenter of this um, movement that has spread worldwide and it was a little surreal since most people don't think of Minnesota very often ever um and so sorry that was a noise on my end I don't know where it came from um so it's in terms of holding up the city sort of there's a lot of different narratives going on um and I think that's one of the things that can be really confusing in general is like when you have 
all sorts of different things going on that are sort of all triggered from the same event, but it just becomes like this, this muddle of, you know, from a safety perspective, not really being sure who is doing what um, in terms of, you know, obviously when the, the, everything started with the protesting and rioting and um, subsequent, you know, major burning and stuff of the city. But um, that narrative, along with the narratives of what people are showing up and protesting, obviously Black Lives Matter is a huge cornerstone, but there's a lot of other initiatives and stuff that are going on now because everyone's stirred up. Everyone's thinking about all sorts of things um, regarding how society is functioning. And so that's a different narrative. There's just um, family conversations that are really interesting. I'm in right in the middle of, I'm about a mile and a half from where the murder took place, but I'm also right um, on Lake Street, which is the main six mile corridor that got almost completely destroyed. And so um, being in the city and then having many friends and relatives that are even 10 miles away, I mean, it's not that far out, it's night and day because there's just like kind of life as usual, like out of sight, out of mind. And I think being in the middle of it every single day, having all of our businesses and many of our institutions gone, it just, there's no way not to be completely involved and um, kind of just in it all the time. So that's, that's really been an interesting thing to experience, um, especially as this wave of like activism and all this stuff kind of, exploded and then has kind of gone like down 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 so it's very hard to from my perspective like feel like nothing's going on when everything has changed around me yeah so thank you thank you for that so one of the questions that i really wanted to know like from us talking is what have you learned about yourself right you just told me about the small doses and um white women and then um what did you say women who happened to be white. Who happened to be white, right? So that's- Co Coining her term, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I like that, right? I That's that's really interesting. I'm gonna do some more, um, I'm gonna listen to that podcast, especially that episode. So mm -hmm. what have you learned about yourself during and after um, what's been happening, right? During the social unrest? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of layers to that. Um, one of the things that really surprised me, though, um, so where, where we are, um, just for a little context on, on the block that I live on, I'm, I'm in um, sort of an apartment, but it's a street level, so I have a separate entrance from our building. It's right on the street, right on the sidewalk, sharing an alley with many of the businesses that were looted out and stuff, so there's a lot of, like, continual chaos around here, and um, as far as, like, our safety level we did some insurance photos we left town for a couple of days because and we took with us what we didn't want taken or destroyed because we were quite convinced based on the fact that every other building on either side of us and on the other side of the block and for blocks and miles on end had been touched that we would come home and probably not have our stuff we were really really lucky um but in that process i i wrote a blog poster of maybe a blog post or a Facebook post or something, but I was really, um, it was interesting to sort of observe within myself the fact that I didn't really care. I cared, but I was like completely okay um, with 
losing things and losing space um, because I feel very strongly about the cause and I feel like for the first time because people's stuff was threatened that people that previously didn't pay attention um, were, were they suddenly had their attention albeit for like a strange reason because obviously human life is much more I mean it's not even a comparison but like that that trigger for a lot of people got people more involved and being just sort of like right in the middle of it I was not surprised, but I was, I guess, a little surprised how strongly I felt like, you know what, I don't care as long as, as long as this conversation continues and as long as if this is what it takes, you know, like I, I actually really don't care about like the stuff and I'm not like angry that there's protests every day and I'm not like annoyed. Like it's sad that there are other narratives of destruction weren't even related to the cause, but it was part of the waking up, I guess. And I think that that was a really interesting thing to go through. And I, I, I guess I sort of learned about myself kind of where I stood. It was sort of a test of like, so where do you stand when your shit's completely up for grabs and you're in danger? And, you know, it's because of this, the results of like this movement. And, and I think like that was a very telling point. And you, you know, you hear a lot of times like, if the shit hits the fan, like, what side would I be on? You don't really know. You don't know until it happens. And I think that that was, that was a really interesting thing to go through and really feel, feel where I felt for real. And I guess not for real, but it's just like that sort of different situation than you've ever been in, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So, um, with that, what would you share? What advice would you give to others that were um, in a- As far as, um, I mean, I, I, I've joined a couple of groups recently, but I think, um, I think the biggest thing that I've found that's helpful is really looking like in, inside, sort of inside yourself, like finding alignment with what feels good for you and, and making sure you speak up about it when it's, when it's time or when you need to and, and not, um, you know, not being afraid to speak your truth. I think that a lot of people are afraid of messing up and, you know, like they're going to mess up, you're going to mess up. So it's, um, I would say like finding that alignment and speaking from that place. Cause I think whenever you speak from a place that's true for you, not what you think other people want to hear or whatever, I think that it comes out really well. And I think that even if some people, take it the wrong way that um that there's there's room for learning and room for growing um the other thing that i would definitely advise i was chatting with a friend of mine about this is racial justice and social justice is at like the forefront of the news of all of our minds and it should be um there's a lot of stuff wrong and you know i wish i could like fix all of it but um i think that like it's really important to sort of take an inventory of what's important to you. So for example, I've been a vegetarian for almost 10 years and I really like am involved in animal rights initiatives like Save the Elephants and Beagle Freedom Project and stuff like that. And, I, and I'm involved in environmental stuff. I give a lot of money to those causes. I also have my graduate degree in inner city urban education. So like I, I was deeply involved in a lot of different communities since I lived in Hawaii all the way you know, up until photography. And I just think that like taking stock of the things that you're 
passionate about and recognizing that you are one person. You're one person. So you can't be the best at whatever is most in the headlines. Like you can't be that person because you will just drive, like you will, you will have no energy for anything else. So I, I like to think of it as like, okay, what, is, what are some things that I really care about? What do I need to do with my job to survive? What do I need to do with my friends and my family to be, have healthy relationships? And how much time can I legitimately within good health parameters, within good, you know, sanity parameters contribute to these things that I care deeply about. And, and then it could be like three hours a week for the stuff you care about. That's awesome. You're a human, like maybe that's all, but, but it's just the, the commitment to that and not feeling like, I think a lot of people are like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? It's like, well, just be consistent forever about the stuff that you feel you know, passionate about and, and don't put pressure on yourself for not doing it 24 seven. <laughs> well, thank you for that insight. Um, yeah, consistency is key. Consistency for business, consistency for social media, consistency for education, right? So, so thank you for that. Sure. Um, and that's pretty much all that I, I had. I didn't really um, to learn from you about your experience being at the heart of what's been going on. And I just really appreciate your time for being here. So I'm going to do my outro. Brave Space for Critical Conversations is a podcast under the Matching Peace brand. Matching Peace provides equity-centered education, training, and mentoring that focuses on horizontal co-learning within institutions and peer and between peer and family groups to enrich their overall well-being. You can follow Matching Peace on Facebook and Instagram under the Matching Peace under the username Matching Peace or subscribe to our newsletter at matchingpeace.org. And I'll be sure to tag Natalie in our Facebook post when we share this. Um, and I just want to really say thank you again, um, Natalie, for, for hopping on and um, being a part of this. And thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to listen to the show and it's been awesome getting to know you and working with you. So thanks for having me on. I hope, I hope it was insightful or helpful to someone. I